0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the m M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, August 25th. It'll be out next week sometime, so uh, when you're hearing this, if there's any signings that have happened between August 25th and, I don't know, probably the 29th, 30th or so is probably when this is coming out. We won't be covering them in this episode. Uh, Chase is gone next week, so we're recording two in one week. Um, we are back with the fun part of our top 20 list, and this is by far the hardest one. Uh, it's the goaltenders. If you missed the centers, wingers, and defensemen, you can go check those out. It's our past three podcasts. Um, those have been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been an interesting kind of... Comparing and contrasting positions, you know, the defense one, we had a lot of different names, definitely at the bottom, but then it was the first list that we had all of our top five in the exact same order. So, uh, you know, in wingers, I don't even think we had the exact same top five. Um, It it was relatively close, but um, actually, no... um, just looking now, I think similar we did a, names,
1: different order,
0: right? I, I had Stone in my top five still, and you had Gudrow instead. But I had Goudreau seven, and you had Stone ten. So, yeah, um, but yeah, like uh, the defense was all the exact same top five. I mean, kind of a little bit of a spoiler there, but I'm, I'm sure you know you can go see what order the top five actually is in. Um, but yeah, for goaltending, I'm gonna be interested to see you know how our lists match up because last year um, they were very different. The top three were all actually the same, but I feel like the top three is much, much closer this year than even it was last year at this time. So let's go to last year's list really quick. And this is crazy, just kind of looking at how much this position changes in a year. I uh, hate my, list, <laughs> my list went Hellebuck 1, Vasilevsky 2, Leonard 3, Kemper, Soros, Grubauer 6, Rask 7, Markstrom 8, Ben Bishop, nine, Varlamov, 10, Cam Talbot, 11, Marc-Andre Fleury, 12, Shesterkin, 13, Marazic, 14, Hudobin, 15, Pennington 16, Chris Friedrich, 17, Nedeljkovic, 18, Mazlurkins, 19, Demko, 20, and then honorable mentions to Jack Campbell, Elias Sorokin, and Jonathan Bernier. You had Hellebuck, Vasileski, Leonard, Fleury, Kemper, Soros, Binnington, 7, Rask, 8, Gibson, 9, Marazic, 10. Ben Bishop 11, Grubauer 12, Campbell 13, Varlamov, Shosturkin, Nadalkubich and then Demko 17, Sorokin 18, Cal Pedersen 19, and Antti Ranta 20. And then Bernier and Talbot, as Honorable mentioned, you forgot Markstrom on your list. So he wasn't there, oh, but you right, right. said he would have probably been in the top 10. Um, that is one. I just named like <laughs> something did <to> that. <laughs> of those lists, about five of the guys are barely even playing this year. Some of those are injury related. Um, so right off the bat, there will be no Robin Leonard on this list. And even if we want to get into debate about is price 20, you know, how much do you weigh playoffs versus regular season? I didn't even consider him for this list because the came don't. out and said he's not playing. So that made it really easy for me. Um, this was a tough list to make. I don't feel confident in this at all. There's guys on your honorable on my honorable mention where if you told me they were a top 10 goalie this coming year, I wouldn't even be surprised. There's guys in my top 20 that I feel aren't even that good of goalies, but their numbers are pretty good. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I can eyeball goaltenders most of the time. You know, like you kind of this one, even more than defense, you have to really just trust the numbers. Um, so I, I think... It'll be interesting. I think our list will be similar enough in terms of the names. I think the top end of the list, I don't know about you, Chase, but I found the top end of the list much easier. This like the top seven to me were pretty the top five were really easy for me. And the top seven even into like eight through twelve, I think you could make some arguments, uh eight through fifteen, maybe even. And then there's a couple guys from like the 16 to 24 range where it's like, yeah, there's just a bunch of names in here.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I at first, because I started with the the top, obviously, and I was like, "Oh man, this is way easier than I expected." And then you get to name like eleven, you're like yeah, none of these guys, I think, are actually that good, or like none of they're bad, but they're all just in the same kind of
0: man. Yeah, like my number nine guy, I'm not even sure I feel that strongly about, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yep. All right, let's start with some honorable mentions. Uh, I had. A couple of names down for different reasons. Two that I, I don't feel like they're top 20 goalies, but their stats were really good. And one of them for, for a couple of years, that's James Reimer. He's my first honorable mention. I, I, I didn't have him on the top 20 list, but his numbers are like really good when you compare them to starters across the past two years.
1: I also had him as an honorable mention. He, uh, Yeah, his numbers are like oddly impressive.
0: He's got about seven and a half goals saved above average and expected, which puts him 21st for average and 19th for expected. His five on five save percentage isn't great, but to me that's more just a process of being on a pretty bad team than it is anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, and especially they're a bad team and they're bad defensively especially.
0: Yeah, so that's one. Uh, Anton Forsberg is another name where he was really good last year, but that was the first time we've seen him be good. So, you know, if he can even get close to what he did last year, I think he'll be a – a top you know, 15 goalie almost uh, on my list next year. But it's been one year of you know really good play and nothing before that. So I just couldn't put him in the top 20 this year.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. He could definitely make the jump. But because goalies are so weird, you're going to have to do a little more than than usual to convince me.
0: Yeah, I had the flip side of that with Philip Grubauer, who had such a bad year. He was not on any of the top 20s when you look at statistics. But the year before that, and honestly the rest of his career, he's been – you know, a range range from looking elite to at least just good, you know, like he hasn't had many years like last year where it was just an absolute disaster. So I bumped him off the top 20 list, but I wanted to give him honorable mention because he could be a guy I could see just getting back to like 15 next year or whatever. Which makes
1: sense. I kind of forgot about him, but I think an honorable mention is a good spot for
0: him. I kind of doubt he'll be awful next year. And then the last guy, I think you probably gonna have on top 20. You've been hiring him for five years now. It's John Gibson. I'm precisely twenty. Okay, so we could—that's a good way to start the list. I mean, we'll get in here on, and we'll mention in a second too. But Gibson, yeah, I again, he's one of those names, and we talked about it when his name was coming up in trade rumors this summer. Where it's like, part of me does believe that he's probably like even his underlying, like uh, above expected numbers will get better on just a better team. That being said, like his numbers are so poor in some of these metrics, I just I couldn't bring myself to put him on the list. You know, like he's 33rd among the in the past two years among goals saved above average, and he is 34th in goals saved above expected.
1: Yeah, they're not good. They are they're very much not good the past few years. He's he's 25th in goals above replacement for goalies. So he's not quite as bad there because the above average punishes goalies more than skaters for this kind of stuff. My thing was just like. At this, by the end of the list, I was like, I don't think any of these guys are that good. So I might as well take, like only one of these guys has played at an MVP level recently and isn't old as hell. So I guess I'll just put him there because everybody else is so aggressively mediocre at this point.
0: Yeah. And like that's he's the guy I was referencing when I, when I was kind of saying, you know, there's a guy in my honorable mentions that if he top 10 next year, I wouldn't even be that surprised. But he just, no, hasn't... not at all been that for four years three four years now and it's just it's gotten a point where yeah like hey that's why i kept them real close to 20 and again i think you could put anyone from like 16 on my list to like 28 like there's like i don't have bennington on my list and he was a guy where it's like yeah like if you really want to argue he's 19th or whatever I'm, i'm i'm not gonna get that angry about it
1: yeah i have bennington Low ish on the list as well. And it's the same idea. I was like, (laughs) well, I don't know. He has some upside because he's young,
0: I guess. Yeah, and like did play at an MVP level a couple years ago, but yeah, like that was three years ago for Bennington now. So I don't know. With goaltending, especially, it's even harder because like with skaters, you don't just forget how to play. Not like skaters can obviously have one off years. But usually it's, like, a tangible thing. Like, we, we've just seen bullies be randomly good for about 20 games and then lose it. Yeah, you know, and he, even, like, Victor Hedman was
1: hurt and his metrics dropped to making him, like, a number two defenseman and everybody lost their shit. Victor Hedman doesn't just randomly become the sixth worst defenseman in the league overnight ever.
0: Yeah, whereas, like, goal we've seen that happen. So, for me, it's so hard to balance, like, okay, we've seen this guy play one elite year, but, like, that's how many... How many years until we go, okay, that's you know we don't care about that anymore because it was only one year, right? So,
1: yeah, it's very weird with goalies.
0: Um all right, uh, let's get to your honorable mentions then.
1: Uh, I had a couple guys that uh, could easily be on the list. Like I said, there's a lot of uncertainty at this point. Um I had rhymer, which you mentioned, uh, Bobrovsky,
0: similar to the I have Bobrovsky low on my list.
1: Yeah, which makes sense. I think of him as similar to Gibson, just older. He's also been slightly better recently. So it kind of depends how you weigh those things. I have Mike Smith, who has objectively been uh, a top 20 goalie the past few years, but this is mostly uh, he's on the low end of those 20s and he's old as hell. So I'm punishing him for age.
0: Also Jake have Allen. Him very low on my list. Allen was a guy considered, but didn't put on.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Allen. He's going to get a shot to start this year. So. Um, his numbers are decent. And then I have Jack Campbell at 21.
0: I have Campbell on my list as well. And honestly, higher than he'd probably fit. So. Okay,
1: that's fair. Because Campbell's numbers have been mostly good in small samples. But a lot of these goalies who struggle, at least they've done it on horrible teams. Yeah, uh, Campbell did it on an absolutely lights out team. So it's I punished
0: him a lot for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. Uh, so there's your 20 and then honorable mentions. I'll get into my list. Uh, Right at 20 is a guy where definitely a bit of a down season. I just, we definitely just need more of a sample size, I think, to evaluate this guy. And that's uh, Nadelkovich. Sorry, butchering his name here. Alex Nadelkovich. Down season on Detroit, but like his numbers have still been fine over the past two years. And now some of that is he was so good in uh, Carolina. In a small sample size, but like he's 10th among goalies in goals above replacement over the past two years, 22nd in goals above expected, and 22nd in goals above average. He's also, I believe, yeah, 20th on the dot on a five on five save percentage. So, like, he's just kind of been like the 20th best goalie on one really good team and one really bad team over the past two years. And for me, that was enough to just say, all right, I'm going to put him 20 and we'll see where he goes from there.
1: Yep, I had him 16. Um, I, that's probably a little high given his results, like you said. But again, we've seen like actual upside from him and he's young. So <laughs> I guess I just put it like I didn't feel a ton of confidence in it, but it's like, well, he, had, he was like a good prospect and everything too. So there's some decent priors on him as well. Yep,
0: for sure. And, and yeah, like I think honestly anyone from 16 is my real cutoff of guys where it's like, yeah, I don't even know if these guys are top 20 goalies, to be honest. Like, I just, yeah, but I, I really don't. And, and the next three guys I have, like, I'll put them all together here, are old dudes who have actually surprisingly good statistics, but I'm not sold they're that good. And that's Mike Smith, Jonathan Quick, and Sergey Bobrovsky.
1: Yeah, that's a good tier. I have other old dudes in this range <laughs> in the same vein.
0: Yeah, so, again, with Smith, like, we we quickly talked about it. Like, his highs and lows, like, he's ninth in uh, goals saved above uh, expected over the past two years, which is crazy. Nuts. And well,
1: Smith is one, too, where I don't know how to, like, scout goalies, but I refuse to believe
0: he's a good goalie when I watch him. That's, that's the thing. And his highs are so high, but his lows are so low that I think normally I wouldn't affect. Like, if it was a winger or whatever, I would probably still, like, oh, he is a perfect example, right? We yep. had... Ovechkin still is like the 21st best winger in the league, or whatever, out of hundreds of wingers. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, his highs are so high in the goal scoring. His lows in defense are so low that, you know, he still bounces out to be a top line winger. Well, guess what? There's only like 60 goalies, and there's only like 40 who start even somewhat regularly. Like, I used 2,000 minutes of um, sample size, and I got 42 goalies. <laughs> Over the past, uh,
1: yeah, there's two like years. nothing.
0: Yeah, um, so I guess my one, two thousand, yeah, forty-two goals. Um, like to me, having Mike Smith hit be the low, so being so low, like I think that needs to affect him negatively. You know,
1: absolutely, it does,
0: and. like my point kind of got lost there. I I got bit of a tangent, but basically what I'm trying to say is like for a skater, even if you were so bad in one area, that's fine. Like you can recover from that from goalie. There only is one area. So when you are just bad for like 20 games at a time, your team's absolutely screwed. And that's why he's not, even if all the statistics suggest he's been a top 10 goalie over the past, uh, however, number of years, he's just not bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing with, Somebody like Mike Smith, like there's a, given his age in those low lows relative to somebody like Gibson, there's like a non-zero chance that we're sitting there 10 games into the season being like, Mike Smith isn't even an NHL goalie. Oh, he uh, can be absolutely cooked. Gibson very well might be in the 30th percentile again. And then oh, this will look really unnecessary, but like I kind of doubt there's a world in which we're like, yeah, Gibson just straight up doesn't even belong in the league kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. And then Jonathan Quick is another name where it's like, he's just been very meh for a couple of years, but because he hasn't been like absolutely brutal in two or three seasons now that ranks him like 13th among goals saved above expected and like 20th, I'm pretty sure 29th in goals saved above average um, in goals above replacement. He's 19th. So again, a guy who, like much like where James Reimer is, um, where Bobrovsky is Bobrovsky's 21st in, in goals above replacement and um, I think around there in yeah 18th in goals above expected. So like they're all just kind of very similar goalies where it's like we've seen upside from them before. That upside has been years and years ago, like getting further and further away. But also they've just been fine enough where it's like people kind of think of them as bad goalies maybe. But that's because their peak was so high that now just being average kind of puts them at 20th.
1: Yeah, it's it looks like relatively disappointing uh, for context on quicks like war, similar to guys like uh, Bennington and Gibson. So same same style mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and yeah, like it's just a kind of a big tier of guys where it's like, yeah, like if you will tell me that quick has a worse year than Gibson next year or, you know, like Bobrovsky suddenly finds it and is better than. N- N- Nadalka I get it. Just you know, you went and won shot me
1: Hell, if Bobrovsky's better than Sorokin next year, <laughs> like, well, sure. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so who did you have at nineteen then?
1: At nineteen, I had Elvis with a question mark.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. So I had Elvis on my list last year at nineteen, and I, I bumped him off this year. I I'm not sold that he's not a top ta- like
1: he was like average-ish this year
0: yeah he was fine he's just he just I I was betting I think last year on his upside a little more than anything else and it didn't Mm -hmm. really pay off Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely didn't but there's value in average yeah exactly like it's not like he's a bad goalie or anything he kind of ranks like between 20th and 30th for basically all of these statistics 27th at five on five save percentage as well so like just kind of in there where it's like yeah he's definitely a starter but he's not a high-end starter that's for sure
1: which makes sense he's also in the uh the war range of that we just talked about with quick bennington gibson
0: yeah exactly so uh who do you have at 18 at 18 i
1: had that was bennington
0: okay bennington and then 17
1: i had a guy who another guy who's like statistically pretty good but he's really old Camp cam talbot
0: yeah, see, so I left them just off my list. I haven't like the twenty-five range, and again, maybe this is me just trying not to be too biased. I had Talbot really high on this list last year. I had him at eleven. Um, I put him down as an honorable mention for you because I think you kind of <laughs> forgot him and then said that was fair. So we just kind of I put him on the honorable mention list. Makes but sense. yeah, like I'm. So I don't have Talbot on the top twenty, but I think it was more just trying to avoid bias. I was definitely debating putting Talbot right here. He didn't have a great year statistically last year, but. It still goes much like what I talked about last year. Why I'm at 11 was because he had one bad year in Edmonton and everyone suddenly just decided he was a shit goalie, despite like seven years of good NHL play. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And he's just been so steady. And I think it's a tough thing for like a Talbot versus Mike Smith, where at a lot of positions you want upside, but I think in net you just want your goalie to not actively murder you. And Talbot seems like a very good bet to not do that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of exactly why Ottawa brought him in, right? They're like, we're going to get this guy to play 35 to 40 games, and we just want him to be the 20th best goaltender in save percentage or whatever.
1: Which is probably pretty reasonable expectations for the guy. Yeah, it seems like to have about as high of a floor as any goalie of that quality
0: possibly could. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I definitely agree, and I think that's fair, you know, so... I debated put him right on the honorable mentions as well, and then I didn't want to get too long. So, you know, maybe maybe I will throw mine down just so he's on the list of honorable mentions. Um, These guys but, are definitely all still in the same tier. Yeah, you know. exactly, yeah. Like, this is uh, another guy where it's like, yeah, like the, the next name on my list is maybe the last day before I start feeling a little more confident about some of the goalies. But even my 15, like, uh, it's a guy with not a lot of sample size. So, um all right. So we have your 16 and down, right? So it's just the top that you have Ndokovic, 16, Talbot, 17, Bennington, 18, Elvis, 19, and Gibson, 20. Yeah. Uh, I have Bobrovsky, Quick, Smith, and Ndokovic at 16. I have Husso, Philly Husso. Okay. I have them 13. Okay. Yeah. Um, like a really good year this year. I just, I want to see a little more sample size and, you know, one of the things we talked about, like me and you talked about off the podcast, was last year we got burned by a couple guys on the sample size thing in terms of, like, uh Dreger for myself, item 17, and, you know, obviously didn't have a good year. Um, Even Hudobin had a small sample size, smaller compared to guys. Um, Marazic was one we both had really high and fell off from the map this year. Um, You know, I had Ms. Lurkins and Delkovich, um, like I said, him. But but then we were also really high on guys like like Sorokin. We... I said I had him as honorable mention. You and i 18. We both in the podcast said we could see him and be being locks for the top ten this year. And guess what? They very much are. Spoiler alert. Um, so I, I I definitely bumped Huso a little bit just because I'm just I want to see it again. You know.
1: Yes, and it's it's why goalies are so hard, right? Because over the past three years, he's top 20 in goals saved above expected, despite playing. 57 games so like the upside is clearly there but how do you weight the certainty
0: yep he's 14th in goals saved above expected 22nd in goals above replacement and 20th in goals uh saved above average like and 23rd in five on five save percent so he's right in that 20 range but yeah he's played for a lot of those, uh accumulating stats he's played way less games than everyone else on the list
1: yeah, so the, like I said, the the upside is there. But maybe yeah. in a year, we're looking back. The same way we looked at Ned, we're being like, oh, this guy's hugely disappointing season. Or maybe he takes the uh, the Sorokin. I'll say Sorokin because a Shisterkin jump is probably not in the cards for anyone. <laughs> jump.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, it wouldn't shock me at all. And Obviously, like, Husso's older than I think most people think. Like, he's already 28, True. which is kind of crazy to think about. But... Um, you know, it wouldn't be the first time we saw a goalie that probably deserved a chance a little earlier and just broke out at like 28, 29 years old and was good for a number of years.
1: Exactly. Even if he has like a.
0: He's 27, I guess, but
1: still. Like a slightly better than like Jack Campbell's one really good year kind of thing for the Leafs.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. At 15, I had a guy, very similar thing in terms of, and maybe having him above who's just recently biased, but it's Jake Ottinger.
1: <laughs> so speaking of guys we have no confidence in but we had to rank early high I've ivan sure 10
0: yeah like his playoff performance was something of like magic like that was insane and so i like that was fresh in my head i bumped him down a little bit because you know his his overall stats aren't quite as good as like who's so like in 77 games he's 21st for goal saved above expected um, I think he's higher than that on average. He's 18th on average and goals above replacement, he's 16th. So he's right in the range for Huso, but he's also played 50 more, or not 50, 20 more games than him over the past two seasons. Um, 24th and 515 save percentage. But yeah, the upside is just so high that I was like, you know what? He's a guy I could take, see taking that Sorokin jump. And I feel pretty confident because he's what, like 23 years old, I want to say. So I'll put him one spot higher, but you know, like, trying to balance projection and also what we've seen. I'll put him here. And and that's why he's at uh, uh, 15 for me.
1: Yeah. Anything in that sort of range makes sense. Like I said, I leaned higher. Um, I did a thing about goal forecasting goalies and it turns out adding playoff performance is very helpful. So if you were doing that, it would make you a lot higher on Ottinger. And another nice thing is like, he's been good in the AHL. He was good. He was like, he was a first round pick. He was good in college, I believe, is where he came from. And he's kind of been good at every level. So he seems like a good bet to be the next kind of guy who takes that jump.
0: Yeah, he hasn't had a save percentage under 9.15 in the full season yet in any level other than, his, I guess, his, well, his, his NHL year this year was 9.14 in 48 games and then 9.11 last year. But, you know, he had a 9.17 in 38 games with the Texas Stars the year before that. Um he had a nine twenty six, nine fifteen and nine twenty seven and 36, 38, and thirty five gave Boston u in college. so yeah, he every prior we have on him is that he's a good goalie, right? So it wouldn't it shouldn't shock anyone if he takes that next step next year.
1: exactly. Also, he just may have had the best uh, playoff series of all time.
0: yes, yeah, very <laughs> like very without often. exaggeration. <laughs>
1: yeah, so um
0: all right, who do you have a fifteen? and fifteen, I
1: had flurry so this one felt gross too
0: yeah i have him higher and it's like i get it (laughs) i I don't feel good about it though is the problem
1: he's uh he's higher than that in war the past three seasons even though he was mediocre this year right
0: yeah like so that's the thing it's like his age does scare me a little bit and i think if you're trying to factor that in but we've also i thought he was cooked five years ago I thought he'd been cooked three times in his career and he just keeps bouncing back. So he looked um, cooked in like his mid-20s. Yeah, and then bounced back, and then he looked cooked on his way to Vegas, has an all-star year with Vegas, drags that team to a cup final, kind of looks cooked for two more years after that, and then throws up a Vesna winning season. Which, so yeah. So I I'm definitely a little high. I had him up at nine, and yeah, that it feels a little high for him, but he's 7th in goals above replacement among all goalies in the past two years, 15th in goals above expected, and 8th in goals saved above average, uh, 14th at 5-on-5 save percentage. So, like, just not having a negative stat really in there. Like, he's just top, like, 14 for everything, basically. He's just consistently been good,
1: which makes sense because he literally won the best in the last season.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm assuming you're probably docking him for age a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just – I mean, it was – exactly.
0: I think it's fair. And it wouldn't shock me if he has a high save percentage, but not like as good underlying numbers this year, just on the team he's going to be playing behind, like the usual Minnesota goalies sometimes do.
1: Yeah, that should help.
0: So, um, yeah, he's definitely a guy where I could see, you know, even if he puts up like a 920 save percentage season, he'll probably skyrocket up rankings, but he might not be as high on ours next year, and people might be surprised.
1: Which, yeah, that would definitely be a path I could see, given how Minnesota's
0: been historically. Yeah. Um, all right. At 14, I had a guy where this I had a really hard time ranking him, but you had a lot of honorable mentions. It's Jack Campbell. His, yeah. his high with Toronto was so high at the start of this year that I was like, I don't, even with how bad he was for two months there, I couldn't put him off my list.
1: So I get he was, it.
0: And and it wasn't just because – and, like, he was so good last – like, he broke a wins record for them last year in terms of – like, in a row, right?
1: Yeah, I believe he did. He's he's done a lot of – because his win numbers are insane.
0: And his win numbers obviously don't reflect his true talent, I don't think, because, like, obviously not. Like, that's a great team in front of him. But, like, also, you know, he – it's not like – for how much flack Toronto gets for to being bad defensively, you know, that's overrated, obviously. But it's not like they're this, like, god-tier defensive team either. No. Campbell's they're a slightly
1: above average defensive team. And Campbell's the reason they got a bad rap this
0: past season. Yeah. And, you know, he had, like, two really bad months, two really good months, and, like, two where he was like, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's a 9-10 goalie or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, what do you do with that? Because you have a fifty-six game or not a fifty-six, but a fifty-six game year, the year before, where he played a lot of the games and was also really good.
1: Yeah, he's a weird one. Do you want to know a fun fact I learned about Campbell? Looking this up, I think
0: a 2022 game, twenty-two games in 2020-21. twenty twenty-one. I'm sorry. Yes, uh, the, the weird fact:
1: he has his WAR is less than Miko Koskinen in the
0: past three years. He was so bad for like a month last year. That almost doesn't surprise me. He also is he way less of a sample I thought. I thought he played like 35 games in 2020-2021 that Jordan season. He played 22 of the 56. So, yeah. Maybe I should take this back a little. I just I'm kind of projecting him a little bit too. I know I just kind of feel like he's he's going to be in that range of goalies in like the 15 to 25 area where it's like, yeah, he's he's fine. He's okay.
1: He seems like a good bet to be. He's another guy with, I think, a relatively high floor. Like I can't imagine yes. we're looking at him being like he's out of the league. I also don't think fully elite Campbell's probably in the cards, but you know he should be fine at
0: worst. Exactly. Like he wasn't the reason Toronto lost either of their two playoff series. No, he's, he was better than uh, he was great in the Montreal
1: one, and then he was bad but better than Vasilevsky and the the other one so
0: yeah so like you add playoffs to his numbers they probably look a little better as well but yeah like Campbell's not a guy I see being top 10 on this list at all whereas Ottinger next year very much could be uh all right on to 14. All right so 14 for me is a guy who has
1: been objectively way better than this but it's hard to put me It's hard for me to put him higher when he hasn't even been a starter on his own team, plus that team has had quite the reputation with goalies, is uh,
0: Varlamov. Yeah, I have him at 11, and same reason. But He's objectively been amazing the past few years. Yeah, he's one of the guys where I was really sad that Lou still thinks his team is good because I thought a bunch of teams could probably use him, take a flyer on him for one more year.
1: Oh, he would be a great flyer for a team. Imagine him instead of one of Toronto's
0: goalie bets. Literally, yeah. Like, fifth among goals saved above average, uh, 11th expected, and 12th for uh, goals above replacement over the past two years, and then 10th for five-on-five save percentage. Him instead of Murray? Yeah, like... Yeah, he's a guy where it's like you'd feel pretty confident because he played 35 games at like a 9.15 pace or whatever. And then um, who's the guy from Washington? Uh, that's Samsonov. Samsonov could play the other, you know, 40-ish games or whatever. At, and you just kind of hope that he can play at an okay pace as well.
1: Yeah, which is kind of all they need. They just need steady, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and, like, you can say this is four or against, too. Like, I think the other one drawback maybe you're saying are, are – maybe I'd say on Varlamov in terms of recency for sure is how much he's available. Like he's missed. And some of it's just like Sorokin took time too, but he was hurt a decent amount last year. I think he was hurt two years ago throughout the season at times as well. So like, it's not like he's always available for you to be the starter.
1: Which compounds with the fact that he's 34, like (laughs) injuries plus that age. That's why I pushed him down the list, even though he's objectively been better than that, like you said.
0: Yeah, exactly, and you know, like I think you know, I I had Flurry nine and him eleven. I he was he's been better. He's had better numbers than Flurry over the past two years, but I just to me Flurry had the higher peak as well. And I'm not you know the system. I'm I'm not as sure with Farlamov where it's like Flurry. We've seen him be godly on a good team in Vegas, but also like it's not like that team was stacked defensively in terms like they weren't just. The 95 devils that's for sure and then he still was fine on a horrible chicago team so yeah average is quite the accomplishment on that team exactly right so um yeah no i, I think that's a good pick with uh, varlamov there it's um yeah statistics definitely signal he's um probably higher than 11 or 14 but it's kind of a case study where it's like we can't really know until we see him somewhere else
1: yes exactly
0: uh, all right, 13 for me. I interest Tristan Jari. Okay, item 11, so yep. same all right. range. Yeah, exactly, same range. A lot of these guys are very interchangeable. You know, for me, again, like 8 to 15, 16-ish Or you know, you could tell me if you want to move guys up or, or down on upside. That's pretty respectable, I think. Um, Jari's the guy where probably an underrated goalie, I would say, now around the league. That was
1: my big thought. I was like, damn, his numbers were were a lot better than I expected to find. And my last taste of Tristan Jari was just in the playoffs, which was obviously not good. Not that it was a big sample or anything. But, yeah, when I started looking through this, I was like, oh, Jari's been, like, really, really good the past few years.
0: Yeah, this last year especially. You know, like, two years ago, he kind of – he was okay, but he struggled a little bit, you know, I think, taking the starter reign and then was just got awful in that playoff series against the Islanders uh, two years ago. And then last year, he played 58 games, had a 919 save percentage, was lights out. And then obviously he got hurt as they were going in the playoffs and only played game seven and did still look pretty hurt during that game seven. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, a good goalie again. Like, I'm not really sold on the upside of him, but if in terms of like 919 felt like a really good year for him, and that was still like, that's not a bad year or anything, but if that's your absolute peak, you're probably not going to be like a, a true top seven goalie in this league at any point.
1: Yeah. You're never going to be an elite goalie like that, even though, you know, the penguins showed you can be plenty good with a nine nineteen goalie.
0: Yep. Exactly. 100%. Um, All right. So we all, we each have up to 13 done. Uh, Give me your 12.
1: Not 12. I had another guy who I ding a little bit because of sample size slash health, because this has been a running problem, even though, statistically he's been better than that with uh anti-random
0: yeah i completely forgot him on my list to be honest um health has been the biggest thing for me it's like most of my um like he didn't even hit my time on ice threshold
1: (laughs) i bet he didn't yeah and like He was amazing in the playoffs, but we are talking about a 33-year-old now who can't stay healthy. He's not the young, plucky, like, 29-year-old that was killing it in Arizona anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, he, over the past two years, he's played 12 games and 28 games in the regular season. Like, he played half his games in the playoffs this year. Which is
1: very tough.
0: Yeah, so I I think it's a fair one where he absolutely, his peak is definitely a top-20 goalie. It's just availability's got to count for something, and he is never available. Ever. Ever. Uh, like, he was
1: available when the Canes needed uh, him most.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, he got hurt in the playoffs, too, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's a
1: weird goalie to me. He's been a weird goalie, like, the in- for his entire career.
0: Well, because there was a number of years where it's like, you could argue he was, like, top 10, top 5 statistically, but he was playing, playing he play- games or whatever.
1: Yeah, because he used to never play, and you could be like, "Well, it's Henrik Lundqvist in front of him. Like, who who really cares?" But then he left, and he never played much. Which
0: he, he had the one yeah. his first year in Arizona, he was outstanding with a nine thirty and forty seven games. After that, he played twelve yeah, he, games and thirty three games and twelve games with Arizona. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, he is a he's a tough one where it's just like. If he could stay healthy, he would be like undisputed, probably a top 10 goalie in the league, but he, he literally just cannot ha- stay healthy. He just needs to actually do it. Yeah, exactly. And I we just have not seen it in way too long. Um, Which
1: is reasonable. In fact that he missed your time on ice cutoffs kind of hilarious.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I have another guy who actually missed my time on ice cutoff, but it's because of a different reason. And that was he was a rookie this year. I feel like I'm projecting a lot too, where like, he just kind of feels like a guy who's going to have a really high floor. I don't know about his ceiling, but that's Jeremy Swain.
1: Okay. I like that pick. I I uh, didn't think of him because he missed all of my cutoffs as well. His floor statistically is going to be really high because of the Bruins defensively especially.
0: Yeah, but he's also had really strong priors. His draft, He obviously wasn't drafted high, but like here's a save percentage over the past four or five years in, among the leagues. Last year, he played five AHL games and had a 911 save percentage. But he played 41 NHL games, stole the starter's role from a dude they paid $25 million to and had a 914 save percentage and was really solid. Last year in Providence, he had played nine games at a 933. In the NHL, he played 10 games and a 945. Obviously, he's not a true 945 goaltender or anything like that. But even the fact that, you know, so far over his NHL career, we've seen 51 games at a 920 is oppressive. Uh, for you of Maine the year before in 2019 20, he had a 939 in 34 games, a 919 in 35 games, and a 921 in 31 games. So he was a great goalie all the way through college as well. Um, Lambert just,
1: always loved this guy because of that
0: exactly, And you know, maybe I'm overrating him a little bit, but um, he, he was definitely a name that kind of just got lost in the shuffle when I was uh, putting guys up and down. Um, but to me, he feels like a guy where it's like I really don't see his floor being more... Like, if he's under, like... I mean, obviously, within reason, any goalie can have a bad year. But I'd be shocked if he was off my top 20 list next year. But also, like, he's kind of shown enough where if he has a breakout season and is in the top 10, I also wouldn't be surprised, even a little bit.
1: He's set up very well to do
0: fantastic. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, I, you know, even... He definitely feels like another guy. Well, it's funny too because, like, in Boston, their relationship with Rask was so weird, despite him being like an actually good goalie. Amazing. Too. <laughs> but um, yeah. he definitely feels like a guy where it's like he might even get overrated by normal statistics. Um, oh, he definitely will. I would think you would guess right, but uh, yeah, no. He was like he was just like no matter how you look at it, he was a very solid goalie last year. Yeah, it was. He was very good. So
1: quiet uh, too.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, like he, he, didn't really cost so many games. He didn't like steal many either. But you don't really need that if you're the Boston Bruins.
1: Yeah, he reminded me last year of just like original Freddie Anderson in Toronto. It was just like
0: consistently.
1: He was worse, obviously, than like the 2016 Freddie, but he
0: was just nice and consistent for them. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we have all your list all the way up to 10. Ottinger kicks off your top 10. Uh, we don't have my 10, but we have my nine flurry. Uh, number 10, I actually have the one and only Frederick Anderson.
1: Yeah, this is this is kind of the range for him. I have him and three guys that are all the same to me in, in, in a tier. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, right, right in this range. Yeah. I have him eight. Uh,
0: right, exactly. Yes. I was debating putting him. I had a flurry. Um, he was really good last year. That being said, we saw Nadalkovich be really good with the Canes. Like something, I think the Canes probably make their goaltenders definitely benefit from their Never. system. And also, there was the thing about like the shots and stuff about wondering. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen that.
1: Yeah, those shot distances.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's that's always a question. But like, he was still, regardless, very very good last year. But we also have two years before that where he was actively really bad. the point we're on this podcast last year we were saying like statistically morazic is an upgrade over anderson over the past two years obviously that did not play out that way um but i definitely i just put him at 10 because i was like well he's had one really good year and a couple really bad over the past three years i'm just gonna want him at 10 and see what he does next year
1: yeah which makes sense i have him my notes on him i have him one spot behind jacob markstrom same idea i just didn't have to watch it (laughs) Markstrom. <laughs> having yes. to watch it with Freddie
0: sucked. Yes, that is that is very fair. Um and yeah, I have Markstrom up at uh seven. I it's kind of the same range too. We're like, I think Markstrom definitely has a bit more of a um a ceiling than Freddie. Like to me, if Markstrom is a top three goalie in any given year, I'm not surprised. Freddie last year was a top three goalie for the first time in his career. And I'm still not entirely sure he actually was a top three goalie. Truly, you know?
1: Yeah, I was, I, I have a hard time believing it.
0: But statistically he was. So, yes. Um, but yeah, like I, I think Markstrom's got a bit higher before. I have him, I had Markstrom up at seven. Uh, yeah, and, that's exactly right. Markstrom as well. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, Markstrom's definitely another guy where his team, like playing behind Daryl Sutter, I think, helps a lot. But, um, you know, we saw him be good in Vancouver a couple of years ago against the – or behind the much, much worse defense floor.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, he, Markstrom's also been very up and down. Like I said, I just didn't have to watch the down with
0: Markstrom. So <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to get the down with that more. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, so that's my 9, 10, and 11, and then 7. Uh, so I'll get you with 9 here.
1: Nine, I have another guy in the same tier. And I think this is recency bias because I think his statistics over the past three years are better than both Freddie and um, Freddie and Markstrom, but God, he was
0: horrible in the playoffs. I have Darcy Kemper. I have him at eight. So right, right in that same tier as you. Damn yeah. Idea. It's, I definitely agree. Um, you know, Kemper was a guy who he, so he's 10th in goals above expected over the past couple of years, years, uh, 14th in goals above replacement and seventh angles above uh, average Flurry's eighth above average um, freddie is 17th uh, expected freddie sixth. flurry is 15th and then goals above replacement um flurry seventh and freddie's eighth so it's a mixed bag you know they're they're kind of back and forth uh, some are ahead in one category the other in the other but they're definitely a very close tier of guys and yeah, I definitely think it's fair that Kemper is probably going to be underrated heading into this year because of how shit he was in the playoffs. Absolutely, like we both have him
1: in the top ten. He signed for five million bucks in Washington, and everybody's just kind of like, meh. And for what it's worth, ice, thats kind of my reaction too. It's more about goalies than anything, but he does have the potential to still be
0: fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, like he, he, his age scares me a little too. Like with him. Not being he's not nearly as
1: young as I thought.
0: No, exactly. Like he's not like 34 or whatever, but he's he's already 32,
1: which yeah, that
0: is that's old enough. Yep, exactly.
1: So, um, even NHL says people are old at that point.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he bounced back on a obviously nowhere near as good of a team, uh, in Washington, but um, all right, that means we're in the top six. And I think we're going to have the exact same top six players. It just depends on the range here. Give me your quarter. number six.
1: So, again, these are a little bit of a projection, but you'll mm-hmm. notice you have the same guys. So you obviously agree. They're way younger than the Markstrom, Freddy, Kemper tier. Uh, six, I have Demko.
0: I also have Demko at six. I seems like- I flipped him and Markstrom back and forth, but the age is what I gave the edge over. Exactly. And
1: Demko's priors, like, not only is he young, not only has he been great at every level, or at the NHL level, he's been freaking amazing at every level.
0: He's sixth in five-on-five save percentage over the past two years. Tied for fifth with Vasilevsky, on a playing on Vancouver.
1: Yeah. yeah. They have one good defenseman, and all of his good stuff is being a left winger.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't even play the. Yeah, like Demko is fourth among goals above replacement, seventh in goals above expected, and sixth at goals above average. Like but he just, has just been amazing over the past couple of years. Yeah, and like you said, you factor
1: in the age, all all the priors. Like there's nothing not to like here.
0: Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. You know, it kind of seems crazy that he's at like I think last year, if he would have had this, you know, like if he would have just somehow put his season this year to last year and then two years ago, obviously. Right. Like he probably would have been third or fourth on our list. Like you would flurry fourth last year. I had Kemper. I didn't feel good. I don't think either of us felt like amazing about that. No, but the five guys ahead of him also just had <laughs> such great years that it's, it's hard to bump them down. any. You kind of had to. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think we might have the next two switch, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interested. To see. Yeah, give me your five.
1: Five, I have Sorokin.
0: Oh, we don't. Okay, I also have Sorokin. I thought this might be a hot take. I thought maybe he would be four, but part of me still is factoring in the Islanders' system. So statistically,
1: yeah, he is four. But Soros, yeah, yeah, Soros doesn't play for like this historically great defensive team.
0: In fact, I would argue he plays for a below average defensive team.
1: Yes, Saros, um, well, other than obviously Shesterkin, Saros is like maybe the most important player in the league to his team.
0: Yeah, exactly. So let's go with Sorokin here. But yeah, he, he's fourth in uh, goals above average, uh, fourth in goal saved above expected, uh, sixth in GAR over the past two years, and second in five-on-five five save percentage. Uh, Saros is first in five-on-five five save percentage, which is absolutely incredible given how bad his team is. Third in um, goals above replacement, um, fifth in goals saved above expected, and second in goals saved above average. So um, honestly, like I think Wars is quietly close, even Sorokin too. Like they're both quietly closer to the big three than I would have originally guessed.
1: Yes, they are actually a lot closer than I thought as well.
0: Um, that means Sorokin's
1: think- like ahead of Vasilevsky in a lot of numbers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if it wasn't for playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah, regular Literally. season numbers.
0: And it's not like Vasilevsky plays
1: on a bad team either for penalizing Sorokin.
0: Yeah, exactly, right? Like, um, yeah, and it's, like, honestly, I, I went into this and I had my top three down right away. And then I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure Sor- 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 Sorokin are going to be the next order. But yeah, like, when I'm, I'm looking into it now, it's like, oh, well, like, yeah. You told especially after next year, if you told me that Sorokin is like three or two on your list, I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah, I, uh, I, I believe it. Exactly.
1: Another guy who's just crushed every level he's been at and then continued to do so in the NHL.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, Soros, uh, again, amazing numbers behind a, a much worse, not much worse, like it's not like the Islanders are good, but a, definitely not a system that helps as much as we've seen maybe Islanders goaltenders be be affected by Trotz's system over the years. So, um, yeah, that's what gave him the edge over me on Sorokin, but they're very, very similar goalies in terms of, like, how good they are.
1: Exactly. Plus, Soros, short king. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. How old do you Tar- think Soros is? This mystery. Uh, He's 27, I think, is he? Yeah, I thought he's, like, 23
0: still. He was the classic dude who was 23 and Pekka Rene's backup for, like, five years. Yeah. As I was saying, like back, remember Rene had that he looked cooked and then had that one like Vesna caliber season, like 2017 or 2018 or whatever it was? I thought Sarah should should have taken over for him that year. And that was already like that's like four years ago now. Yeah. So, um, onto the top three. You, the the nice thing about goal thinning right now is that I think you can make an argument. Honestly, if you want to include Sarah and Sorokin in this, I'd say they're a little bit more long shots, but like it's not absolutely outrageous. But you could make an easy argument for any of these next three guys to be number one, in my opinion.
1: Yep. It depends on how much you weigh certainty and sample size and then how you weigh playoff performance, basically.
0: So, at number three, I still have Igor Shuster. Okay. I put him one. Interesting. So, Again, like, I don't think it's a hot take. I just, I want to see it a little more before I put him one. Like, he just had maybe the best goaltending season ever. Um, And that's why he shot from 13th to three on my list. But the other two guys on this list have just been, like, so good for so long that I was like, eh, I'm going to put Shostak in three. If he does anything close to what he did again last, like, this coming year, what he did last year, he'll be number one with a bullet. Easily, yeah. it's. But- you to do have to kind of, see it. That's right. It kind of reminds me of Kale McCarr last offseason.
1: Yeah, that's a good comparison. I respect uh, that. Like, you, you want to see it again.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, like, if you need to question how good he was, 67 goals above replacement over the past two years. That's the most of, it, of any goalie. And honestly, nine more goals above replacement than Hellebuck, despite playing 30 less games. Um, goals saved above expected. He is first 41.91, again, 11 or 12 more, or 11 more than two who's Vasilevsky. Again, played 20 less games than Vasilevsky. And also first single saved above average. So like statistically, I think he absolutely is the best goalie and I don't really have an argument against it. It's just, I want to see if that stays or if it uh, flatlines out a little bit. Yeah, and it, it will flatline for sure, but still. But he's got, like, a large, like, 10 goals above replacement is a lot.
1: That is insane. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been the most valuable skater in the league by a significant margin. Yes,
0: absolutely. And, or you know,
1: player, not skater.
0: Yeah. So I think having him one is absolutely fair. Who did you – let's do two, I guess, then. See if we have the same two or not. Okay. I
1: have didn't have it in me to do what I wanted to do. I put
0: Vasilevsky, too. Okay, so I have Vasilevsky one, Hellebuck two, Shesterkin
1: three. Okay, so you did have Vasilevsky above Hellebuck.
0: Yeah. um, It's the playoffs. I just can't get off of it. They're
1: insane. I'm, like, convinced that if Hellebuck plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning, we're considering him on track to be the best goalie in history. But Hellebuck doesn't play for the Tampa Bay Lightning, so we will never get to know what that's like.
0: Yes, I, I agree. And, you know... Hellebuck remains the most underrated goalie by a wide margin in this league, in my opinion. Yeah, he most, uh, most people still don't have him in top five,
1: truthfully, which is insane. In goal save above expected, which uh, will punish compilers generally, he's still better than Chusturk in the past three years. He's been yeah. that good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like he's been, and like his down season this year, he was like the fifth best goalie in the league.
1: On yeah, exactly, and on a Jets shit job. team. Yeah, absolutely a, no favors.
0: Exactly, like that's the thing too. Yeah, he puts up these amazing numbers on behind a horrible team. Like his his quote unquote down bad year was eighth in goal saved above expected.
1: Yeah, on a team where nobody wants to play defense,
0: literally not even was, like it pretend it was, it was they, they care. To play defense. Y- yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, like he. He is still so amazing and and, and underrated. And that's why, I, yeah, I, I put I think him and Vasileski are very close in terms of like, I think Hellebuck is he's, I mean, obviously just statistically better. He's got slightly better regular season statistics, but he doesn't have the playoff success. And that's not necessarily his fault, but also Vasileski does have the playoff success. And I can't fault him for being because it's not like Vasilevsky's just been along for the ride on any of these playoffs. He's been a key comp- like. Um, contributor to them to the point where, like, even this past year in their third cup straight Stanley Cup final run, he had a quote unquote down year. I would say most people said uh, would say he was the reason the Florida Panthers got swept.
1: Yes, he single handedly put out the Presidents Trophy winning team. Yeah, or exactly. Maybe, maybe the Abs won it, but still, same idea.
0: No, the the Panthers won it.
1: Like, okay, yeah, yeah. then he single handedly put out the Presidents Trophy team who won it purely on offense too.
0: Exactly. He had a con Smythe last year, like on their second cup win. It just it's like he's like a
1: 928 goalie over three playoffs. And those playoffs, again, we've said this with Kucherov, those playoffs are a season's worth of starts for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like he's had two playoffs where he's been an eight fifth or an under 900 goaltender, and he's still a 923 overall because those were only four game samples. Over the past three years, he's played 25, 23, and 23 games. So, that's 65, 68, 71 games. Like, that's a full season almost. And he's put up a 927, 937 in the Smythe year and a 922. Just ridiculous. The
1: fact that he had a 937 in the playoffs. 13
0: goals above average in 23 games. Just unfair. Just gross. So, I kept him one just because – his playoff numbers are still so disgusting that until I see that die down and, and it's not like he's a bad player, or like a bad goalie during the regular season either. He just kind of ranks like second, third, fifth ish in a lot of the statistics instead of one with a bullet where you, you might expect him to be given how he's talked about.
1: Exactly. Cause he's so good in the playoffs. He, you are never in within reason going to sustain that for a full season, unless you have a schist dark in here.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I, I haven't won, but I I really think that, you know, you can have any order of those top three guys. And then the next two are really close to, and, you know, given the age of, you know, Hellebuck's not young and Vasilevsky is getting up there as well. So, you know, if you told me either one of Saros or Sorokin kind of pushed into that top three as well next year, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: That also helped because if, if Shisterkin's like this Fourth best regular season goalie next year. I'm pretty sure he'll be one with a bullet going into the next off season.
0: Very likely, yeah. Unless like Tampa makes a fourth straight Stanley Cup final <laughs> run and Vassalos is a 9:30. Like, God, please no. But yeah, yeah. but like that—that's the only that, thing stopping them, right? Or like if Hellebuck puts up a, a Vesna level year, maybe you could put an argument in. But yeah, but yeah, like it's going to take the other two doing something absurd where. Shostakyn could drop like ten goals above expected from last year and still be number one of the bullet. So we won comfortably. Yeah. So um, all right, that's our list. So I'll just run through it real quick. I had Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Shostakyn, Saros, Sorokin, Demko, Markstrom, Kemper, Fleury, Anderson, Varlamov, Swayman, Jari, Campbell, Ottinger, Huso, Burowski, Quick, Smith, Nedeljkovic. You had Shostakyn, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Soros, Sorokin, Demko, Markstrom, Anderson, Kemper, Ottinger, Jari, Ranta. Husso, Varlamov, Fleury, Nadelkovich, Talbot, Bennington, Elvis, and Gibson. Yeah, so overall, pretty similar list in terms of the names. Uh, the only difference was at 12, I had Swayman, who wasn't on your list. You had Ranta, who wasn't on uh, my list for, you know, different reasons, obviously, back and forth. But other than that, like, most of the names were right either on each other's list or in the range of being on the list in terms of in that honorable mention range, obviously. So, yeah. Um, I feel pretty good about that. this one's the least surprising to me when me and you both have similar names because it just depends a how we value the goalies, but also we're using the exact same statistics. There's no eye test involved in this, right? Like
1: Yeah, I I don't know how to scout goalies to save my life.
0: Yeah. Like we talked about it, I think we're all the way back at the centers podcast where you said there'd be something really wrong if one of us had seven, like a guy seventh on our list and the other one didn't have them off. It's even more so this because we're using the same data set.
1: Yeah, you just kind of have to rely on on all of it, right? Especially because goalies, you need such a large sample. Like, you can't eye-test a goalie who plays on the opposite conference of your favorite team if you don't get paid to watch hockey
0: full-time. Yeah, exactly. And even like the ones Le- that they do still can't really do it.
1: Exactly. Like, when Leafs fans have really passionate opinions on John Gibson, it, like, blows my mind. It's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Unless maybe you have specifically watched Leafs and Ducks games or whatever, but you Basically, can't know anything about goalies like that if you're mainly watching one team, which most people do because you have your favorite team, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty good list overall, I think. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this series. That's the last one we're going to do for um the year. Um, but we'll be back at you probably next week. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll take a week off to start September. But it's a uh, kind of crazy thing. We're already almost getting into preview season where mid September those will start. The season starts, I think, October 12th. So, like second week of October, we definitely want the previews wrapped up by then. So, um, yeah, if there's any other ideas for a quick summer podcast, we're probably going to have one week off before we start previews. So, uh, I'd love to hear any, any ideas anyone has. But as always, you can reach me at Twitter at NHL Sends and Stuff, Chase on Twitter at CMHockey66. All his work at ActionNetwork.com, all my work at hockey.com. And thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>